everybody. Welcome to the Work Therapy Podcast, where the struggle is real, but the possibilities are endless. I'm Brooke, your host and founder here at In Good Company. If you're tired of feeling alone in the struggle, we're here to help. Work Therapy is an in-depth and spirited exploration of the modern work landscape. From navigating difficult conversations with colleagues to mastering the art of work-life integration, we're here to bring you wisdom that's both insightful and actionable. Hey, everybody. So glad you're here and really excited to have Eli. Eli, Eli, welcome. <laughs> hey, Brooke. Thanks for having me. It's, oh my it's really great to be here today. This is so fun. <laughs> so Eli has, I mean, we we met, was it, it was May 2021, correct? Yeah, it was right. I mean, I wouldn't say post-COVID. It was like right at the end when we were still social distancing. Yeah. And here we are today. So Eli is actually my first, Eli is first a friend and second a client. And I tell him all the time, like, I love being around you. Like you even, uh, like the googly eyes on my like laptop plug that you remember you put those like googly eyes on my adapter. I still like every time I see it, I'm like, of course, like brings me so much joy. You just bring joy wherever you are. So yeah, I'd love to just, I'd love for you to introduce yourself a little bit more and then we'll get into our trekking question. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm Eli, I'm the Chief Creative Officer at WeCreate and the partner. And I would have to say I probably credit Brooke with completely changing the trajectory of my work life and my personal life. I mean, I know this is work therapy, but you can't work <laughs> on yourself uh, professionally in, 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 with integrity and on your values and not think that doesn't carry over to every place in your life. Um, I'm also probably Brooke's eagerest client and friend. Um, if she tells me to read a book, I'll probably have read five on the subject. Um, yeah. <laughs> Very yeah, coachable, I think she actually told me to. You actually told me to, uh, could you just read a novel for once? Could you read something for fun? Because uh, we can't keep up. So that was, uh, that made me feel, feel pretty good about myself, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And then like, tell, I'd love for, you know, we're, today we're going to get into really talking through alignment and transparency mm-hmm. at work and how important that is. And I'd love to hear from you, like j- just before we hit the check-in question, like what has your like transformative journey? If you could say like one thing that you've really like kind of grown, one way you've grown in the past few years, what would that be? Well, I mean, there are two things I would kind of credit you with. Primarily, I don't need I to be credited because you're the one that <laughs> you're the one that did the work. Um, my journey, I think that I, I was a very reactive person. You give me a problem, I'd solve it. You um, you give me a challenge, I'd fix it. And I don't think that makes you a person in motion. And once we work together, once we set goals, once we align on my values, mm-hmm. um, once I create alignment in my role clarity, all of a sudden I was unleashed mm-hmm. to be in motion. Yeah. And in, in, in being unleashed and becoming a leader, we ran into a lot of challenges. One, being reactive, I had all the answers. When you have all the answers, you're not mentoring. When you have all the answers, you're not listening. And listening is a skill. Um, for someone who's a problem solver, I need data points. And people have those data points. And people have emotions and people have feelings and people are messy. And so really getting in asking the why and not being reactive, but actually being in motion and bringing people with you in motion, pretty much probably changed the trajectory of what I thought was possible. 
Mm. Um, and I would honestly say that if you met me three years ago, you would not recognize the person that I become personally and professionally today. Yeah, you your essence has not changed and <laughs> you're just have come into yourself and like it's crazy. I feel like every time we talk, I'm like, Eli, oh my gosh, you just have grown so fast. And I remember the first time we did the offsite, the workshop with you guys, I think we asked you to like, not talk, like stop talking. Right. And you're like, you are an active listener and it is such a skill. And I admire you for being willing to do the hard work. Cause I know it's not always easy. And sometimes it's really fun. And it's, I would say you would agree that it's a hundred percent worth it. Yeah. I think that my growth as a human and my growth professionally being so intertwined, like mm. the books you would recommend to me about upper limit issues or, um, or alignment. And if you read an Eckhart Tolle book or you read a book about spirituality, they're also kind of intertwined in the holistic way. I think that you approach mentorship and clients and, and who we are and how we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The um, I think when you met me, the version of myself I was that if there, if there is no problem to solve, then who am I? Yeah. And I couldn't shut my mouth because I was trying trying to produce, uh, uh, prove my value, improve my value through everything I was solving. And when we started learning how to listen and be quiet. It was amazing to me how almost like this personality came out of me that was actually having fun, that I was actually connecting with others. Yeah. And that connection with others made me learn that what I do is transferable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little bit nuts. I'm neurodivergent. Um, I see patterns in everything. And I thought that what I was and what I was doing wasn't transferable. And we created systems of mentorship where now I have team members naming hotels I have them solving strategy decks. I have them seeing patterns and things. And I didn't think any of that was possible. I didn't think it was teachable. And we've created really teachable, almost standard operating procedures, SOPs around everything that we do that make our business growable. You can't grow a business if it's not repeatable. And so finding those repeatable patterns with you has been so much fun. I love that. It's so fun. And... I know we're going to talk a lot about alignment and clarity today. And I think within that mentorship (laughs) belongs to, you know, because to have alignment, you need to know, like, what are you aligned to? And you need to have that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay. But first a fun, fun check-in question, which I feel like we're a little checked in, Mm -hmm. but I like these. (laughs) What is, uh, what is one quote that you've like read recently that stuck out to you? All right. So um, I was trying to read a book for fun. Uh, It's called um, Unreasonable Hospitality, which is basically the strategy of how to create the number one restaurant in the world. And and we do restaurants. So I thought, hey, this will be a good fun book, right? And there's a quote in the book, and I know they borrowed it from somewhere, but it's how you do one thing is how you do everything. So good. And it stopped me because I worked so hard on things I cared about, but the things that I didn't care about would, would get like half my attention. I pushed through them. And now that I look at everything holistically as everything needs care and attention, the polish that's on everything, that unreasonableness, I think that's on everything. We have clients email through the portal or potential clients that say, hey, is Eli going to work on this? Will, will Eli be, be paying attention? Can I, I got a referral and they said, ask for Eli. Mm-hmm. And 
I think that that, that doesn't say, a, that's not about me. It's about the fact that the clients that come to us felt like the things that didn't matter were addressed. The things that other people don't care about were addressed. Yeah. Um, and probably the song and dance and the smile, you know, that helps. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that helps. That never hurts. Mm-hmm. I yeah. read Peter Drucker said this and he said the best way to predict the future is to create it. And I sent that to someone I'm working on a secret project with and mm-hmm. I sent it to her as an encouragement. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, the best way to, we obviously know we can't predict everything about the future, right? Like we mm-hmm. know that there's unknown and there's so much, there's only so much in our, in our control. And I've been really focusing on like, what is in my control? How can I be cause mm-hmm. and not effect? And the best way to predict the future is to create it. So yeah, we leave, we leave these two quotes with all of you to <laughs> ponder, process, see how you can apply it to your own life. Let's talk through. So one, some the question we get a lot is on like, how do we, how do we build alignment? Like everybody is, you know, it's, and part of this comes to decision-making, but how do we all get focused in the right direction and get out of that reactive state? And then really, I almost see it like a, a not a fire hose, but like really streamlining work. Like effectiveness is doing the right things. It doesn't matter if you're doing things that they're not the right things. So yeah, talk to me. Let's talk about alignment and transparency yeah. today in organizations. All right. I actually believe that to create alignment, you have to know people. And to know people, you have to know where they're coming from. Because if I don't understand where you're coming from, I'm misaligned with where you're going and I'm misinterpreting. Mm-hmm. So I do a little trick with people um, that I, I make people boil down their one foundational value on my team. What is your foundation value? Without this value, what, what value without will you not thrive? For me, it's understanding. If I don't understand, then I have one hand tied behind my back. You're not going to get my best work. My second value was my aspirational value. And that used to be courage. Last year was courage. When you met me, I was afraid of everything. I was terrified to speak in public. I was terrified of disappointing people. I was terrified of having the wrong solution. I was terrified of failing at a client. Through the work we've done, I've actually been able to change my aspirational value to intention. Mm. Now I'm going to move forward with intention. So if someone comes to me and they're out of alignment with me and I can say, hey, I need a minute because you know what? I don't understand where you're going. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like we're being intentional. So I, I don't know how to help you. What, where are you coming from here? And then we get into this kind of mental and value alignment. I know it kind of sounds silly, but now I'm like, oh, actually, what I was going to bring to you wouldn't answer any of that at all because it's not in alignment with your goals. It's not, it's not where you're going with this. So I think you can create values as an organization. I think you can create personal values, but I think sharing them with people is so important because if on that DNA level, that visceral level of who you are, where you're going and what you need to survive in the world isn't being met, then you're never going to be able to really thrive and resonate and create great things with someone like exponentially. I always say I'm half of a great idea, but if the other half is dissonant, we're never going to create something. Yeah, that's good. I listened to, I watched a little bit of the Grammys last night and she won country singer, singer of the year. Do you know who, is it, is her name Lainey? I'm probably, I don't know. I just watched the Tracy Chapman part. Oh, that was amazing. Oh my gosh. I couldn't even handle that. I love her in that song, but I think her name's Lainey, but she just said she comes like from a fifth generation 
farmer and mm -hmm. she she said what i believe is like we're all in a way farmers like we're all you know tilling the ground and it, our work is like art like whatever we're wanting to harvest but she said like I believe if you have the right farmers around you, like you can create like a harvest of a lifetime. And mm -hmm. I, I think that what I hear you saying is understanding your team, understanding what makes them tick, aligning on their values allows you to have that meaningful collaboration and connection to really work together in an impactful and meaningful way. Yeah. If I were to put that in my language, it allows you to create motion together. Because yeah. if everyone on your team and everyone around you isn't in motion, alignment doesn't matter. <laughs> I love doing this thing. Alignment doesn't matter if you're not going anywhere, right? But if you're in alignment and you get out of alignment, guess what? The people who are in alignment with you are going to bounce you back. If people are intersectional and they're running into you this way, you're going to actually go off course. And so alignment is really, it's accountability. Um, I have an account, I have accountability buddies is what I call them. People who I check in with that are like, Hey, how's your week? How's it going? What did you do? Did you follow through on these things? Did you follow through on your values? What were your challenges? And, and, and if you're not setting goals, like one week goals, uh, 90 day goals, one year goal, 10 year goals, then your life is actually, if you don't have a destination, you could be walking in the wrong direction. Yeah. And you just don't know it. And so alignment does all of these things, whether it's with people, whether it's with your own future and creating the future that you can't predict. Um, I think all of that comes from alignment. Yeah. And it's, and you can't, like you said, you can't have alignment if you don't have a shared goal <laughs> that's clear. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I see happen in organizations all the time is there's no, everybody has different priorities, especially the bigger you get the yeah. bigger you are, the more complex it gets. But if there isn't anybody saying this is priority, this is our goal. And this is how your role fits into yeah. that bigger strategic vision. Again, people are going to be working on things that are not a priority. And it happens all the time. You're like, why did you spend mm -hmm. hours on that project? Like this one's, I mean, I can't tell you how many, <laughs> why are you laughing? Oh, no, you just, you, you said the one thing that I think you've done the most with us. Like if you, you know, what, what do I care about? I care who you are. The second thing is I care where we're going together. But if I don't know who you are in that relationship, we're going to be stepping on each other's toes. I might do your work. You might do mine. Yeah. Nobody might be doing the work that needs to be done over here. Yeah. And so you said role clarity when you were just talking. And I think that's the other part of this thing is, Really, alignment comes from knowing who you are in these roles and mm -hmm. staying in those roles. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. It's hard when you're a jack of all trades. It's hard when you're a founder. Oh, it's hardest for founders. Founders are the, um, you know, they're willing to clean the bathroom and have to make every decision in the company, even if it's not their expertise, because it's, it's you know, I don't know if you've renovated a house, but as soon as it's your money, you really care where things go. <laughs> Yeah, last summer. Um, it's the same thing with the business. Yes. But if you can't let go and you can't delegate and you can have role clarity as a founder or as an executive or as a director, then you are in trouble and your life will be stressful. Yeah. And I get that that's hard to let go of, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But again, if the goal is to 
are, you know, here, what we talk about is we, we work-life integration, be, you know, healthy conflict, healthy interaction, like really growing our capacity to manage work, which it is challenging. It can be a, an incredibly yeah. stressful source of stress. Um, <laughs> you're laughing because it has been, right? We've gone through yes. really intense, hard times, like in the last few years. Oh, and you... You met me probably at the lowest. Like we got through COVID. We we didn't let anyone go. We had no money. I literally was like, wait, we can't afford broke. <laughs> what are we doing? And it was literally like our last hurrah. It was literally like, if we don't do this, we will fail. If we don't spend this money, and I think it was the last little bit we had post-COVID, just trying to pay salaries. 75% of our clients, maybe 80 left because of hospitality during COVID. And we were just, we reinvented ourselves. And to pull together after that and set the goals that we set, which were, I thought, unreasonable. And I was like, hey, if we get 10% there, I'll be happy. <laughs> but I, I'll just commit to being in motion here because I don't know. Um, and then we had real clarity. Everyone got jobs. In that one meeting with you, our first meeting, everyone got jobs. Mm -hmm. um, we selected a CEO, we selected a, a CCO, we selected a operations. Um, and it was really incredible, I think, to just see this company form out of primordial goo. Um, if you don't know what primordial goo is, that's what um, happens before stars. Oh, and now you're the fastest growing. Yeah, number one uh, fastest growing ad agency in the state of Indiana, and we're one of the 5,000 companies. Um, and uh, we're the agency of record for the state of Indiana, the Hotel Dell. Um, we just met with the Titans, <laughs> you know, amazing. Yeah, um, so to, many to good start things. workshops and we've changed our product. So now we have a unique space where we're consultants first. We, we, we do workshops, we get companies in alignment. Why do the work if everyone's just going to argue about what the outcome is? Well, you'll get your clients into alignment. You're going to have like 10, 10 rounds of revision instead of two. Yeah. And what I love about that again is so many, so many problems, whether it's cause you guys do marketing for, you know, and mm. what you discovered is, you know, we, for, for their marketing to be effective, there's these oh. other underlying issues that are keeping them stuck. And so we've got to deal with that too. Mm. And that's, that is alignment. It's getting everybody on the same page and then you can execute. It's right. So my journey was, I was reactive. And now I'm in motion. My company's journey, my uh, our company, um, my partners, uh, our journey is um, we were reactive to our clients. And now we're in motion learning and teaching our clients where we need to go. Mm -hmm. So we stopped taking orders. We're no longer waitstaff. We are now visionaries. We are now problem solvers. We are now alignment experts. Uh, we are now disruptors but we take an active role in our future. And, and it's amazing how personal growth and corporate growth are so intertwined that you really can't separate the two. And if you don't invest in your team and you don't invest in alignment, you're going to be a reactive company. And reactive companies are victims of the market. Um, we're losing our, our, the value of what we did is being destroyed by AI, by people devaluing our work. Someone cannot put, put I'll put a logo from an AI program that is not great, but they don't know the difference and they don't understand that the 10 ways that spending money later against something that isn't targeted towards your consumer is going to cost you more money. There's no understanding. 
So you can be reactive or you can just have a vision, move forward. Yeah. And one thing we've talked about a lot, which I'd love to bring up too, is (sighs) there's a difference between agreement and alignment. And part of Mm. getting aligned is through understanding decision-making frameworks that are effective and, you know, in self-managing organizations, which I would say we create is not, but we create is definitely, I would say a workplace of the future. There's a high focus on self-leadership and there's a lot of fluidity in there and organic growth and people taking on projects and we have structure, right? But it's, it's not super hierarchical and uh, bureaucratic in any sense. So with that, though, consensus can usually pop up in organizations like that of like, we all have to agree that this is the right thing and everybody has to sign off on it. And one thing that, you know, I think we create is done well and will continue to grow and do is what I've seen is, okay, agreement is fine, but there's something better than agreement and that's alignment. And that's where commitment Mm -hmm. comes in. Hey, I may not fully understand where you're going with this and be on the exact same page. And I think this other thing could, we could maybe do it this way, but you are the decision maker in this scenario. And I'm going to commit to trusting and taking a leap with you. I'm going to commit Mm -hmm. to this action, even though I may not be in full agreement. And I think that has been so key, so key for you as a partnership team and just any team is okay, guys, agreement is fine. And I think any of you listening, like agreement is a, it's great when everybody agrees, but we can't, when we are so focused on having to agree, we waste so much time when we really just need to like commit and trust and then experiment. If it doesn't Mm -hmm. work, then try the next thing. Trust. So this is actually, so this is a clear statement statement. I actually say, so Wade is our visionary. And, and he's thinking 10 years out and his ideas are so big. And I'm the one who usually feels the weight of kind of solving them in the 30 days. Um, and I actually say this thing to him. I say, I don't have understanding, but I have faith. And I need you to help me to get understanding, but I'm not going to stop things. Because I know you've thought this through. I know you've put in the work. So I'm not putting on the brakes, but I need you to give me my value, which is understanding. And I'm going to live through courage and intention here. <laughs> So I'm going to trust that your 10-year vision, you're, you, you've done your work. Katie Fentress, she's our integrator. She's our COO. I am going to trust if she says this won't work or we can afford this or we need to plan for this or we need to you know, save or we need to bring in key team members. I'm trusting her. I'll say I have faith. Can you help me understand? Yeah. And then I'm the 30-day guy. She's 90s. He's 10 years out. I'm the 30-day guy. And when I solve for clients... And when I bring solutions for the business, um, they have faith. And then I help them understand. And so we have very clear roles. And that's how we move forward. We do have a leadership team. All of our department heads are in the leadership team. We meet once a week and we solve problems. But that's solving the problems the company is dealing with. That's not solving the future vision. That doesn't solve exactly how we operate. That really makes sure that we're a great place to work and make sure that our clients are happy and that we're dealing with client issues. Um, so there's there's like a separation of how things. Otherwise, we lose momentum. We're growing so fast. If someone wasn't in charge of each part, um, we 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 saw we saw out. Yeah, yeah. And so the the ability to scale now is there because we've been able to implement structure, decision making frameworks, and alignment. And sky's the limit. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it really is. I'm so thankful you came on because I, I think it's great for people to be able to see and hear about a, an arc of transformation, right? Like for you, like you've gone on that hero's journey, you know, and it, it is a cycle for all of us, the hero's journey, but you took a leap into the unknown and it is scary. Like it. Oh yeah. 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 I, I mean, my, I, I, I default back to courage all the time because it is so scary when you're part of a company and when, when you're part of the executive team, it's like there are decisions I've made because there were 20 employees, you know, we wanted to keep, keep with jobs rather than in decisions I was comfortable with. Um, there's really a doing what's selfish and doing what makes you happy versus, you know, building something that really is going to have longevity, building something that's going to make an impact on the and because we've done the work, I have a company I'm proud of. I have a company that lives by my values. And I think that's really incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would rec- recommend, and I may be biased. I'm not biased. I know. I know all the ins and outs, right? And I would still recommend, you know, we create to be a place <laughs> for people to work and to partner with because mm-hmm. um, you all are the real deal. And this was not an ad. This is not... <laughs> a marketing ploy. This is just two of us saying like, I just said, Hey, I want you to be on, I want you to be on the podcast. Cause I love just who you are and I value your insight. And yes, thank you for coming again today. Any other final thoughts you have for our listeners, encouragement question? Um, I would say get work therapy. <laughs> I mean, if you get therapy for your, if you really get therapy for yourself, um, I credit work therapy with saving my marriage. <laughs> I credit work therapy with why I have healthy friendships. I mean, and now I have a thriving, growing company that has a future that's disrupting the market that has a point of view. Like work, if you're going to work on yourself, work on your business. Like there's just no no way around it. If you're not making decisions, you're not going to predict the future. Yeah. And I think it's your point is, and that it's why I like am so passionate about what I do is we're at work all the time. And I think we think like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm just, I'm going to work on myself outside of work, but work is the perfect opportunity to, to, to have learnings, to grow and develop as a person, to gain new tools. Mm -hmm. And it's a playground for that of building resilience and happiness and joy. And again, sometimes you do need to leave a place, but what I am saying is <laughs> it's, it's providing every opportunity we need to grow as a human. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. when you said get the work therapy, we all know I'm not a therapist. I'm a practitioner though. And you are the one who did the work and you mm-hmm. chose to say, okay, like I'm going to use these difficult situations that I'm experiencing at work as an opportunity to trigger the, the true growth that I need as a whole person. Yeah. The four commitments, right? You Love saw me the four commitments. I use them everywhere. Yes. No commit to commit and counter offer. I use everywhere. So like you can't separate who you are holistically. And if you're working from home, you're probably not separating things as well. Yeah, <clears throat> and so true. I think it's really, really important that you're, you're committed to, to alignment and clarity in, in a holistic way. You're not two people. You're one person. Yeah. So, well, Eli, thanks for coming on and (laughs) have a beautiful rest of your day. Listeners. uh, Thank you for joining us. 
and I'll talk to you in a few days, Eli. (laughs) Thanks everyone for joining today's work therapy session. Always know that you're in good company with us. Go to the show notes and fill out the survey because we love to address your questions or workplace situations on our podcast. Follow us on all social at In Good Company. If you found this podcast helpful, don't keep it to yourself. Sharing it with your friends helps them get the therapy they need. Until next week, I'm Brooke, and you've been listening to Work Therapy with In Good Company.